Are there ghosts in deep space? Is there such thing as an ancient Egyptian daddy? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This This Paranormal Life! Hello! And welcome back to This Paranormal Life. This is a weekly comedy podcast where two paranormal investigators at the peak of their game uh, dive into a different case every week and decide by the end whether that case is paranormal or not. You're joined, of course, by me, Kit Greer-Mulvena, and sitting across from me on a sofa is Rory Powers. I want to give you a shout-out, Kit, for a question that we've never asked on this podcast before. We all know about ancient Egyptian mummies, but what about ancient Egyptian daddies? Where are they? Where are the zaddies of the ancient world? All these old-ass, dusty archaeologists talk about is the process of mummification. What about the process of datification? It's something I can I know a little bit about. I gotta <laughs> I gotta be honest. You put on eight kg, you start looking uh, ten years older. This is the process of datification. It's also known as the process of giving up. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's why they don't study it because it's all too common. Rory, I. I can't wait to someday investigate ancient Egyptian daddies, but you know how the intro questions work. We're not talking about that today. No, we've got our own investigation to dive into. Uh, but before we get there, uh, how are you doing? I don't mean to brush past it. How are you doing today? How are you getting on? You know, I'm doing okay. Uh, listeners of the This Paranormal Life After Party, our bonus material, might know that part of my body specifically my ass mm-hmm. is a little bit under the weather right. i could have worded that better that that didn't that didn't sound that didn't come out right uh, let me it try to reword that recently it did it, it it did i got the ass pounding of a lifetime uh, literally a week ago i'm not a scientist and i'm not a doctor but while snowboarding in california last week i essentially broke my ass i don't know how else to word it it's gone Apparently, I apparently, <laughs> apparently, I have a glass ass, and it shattered. It it absolutely shattered. So I'm kind of dealing with the fallout of that. Um, you know, literally while we were setting up for this podcast, I <laughs> sat down a little too quickly and almost squealed like a baby piglet. It, <laughs> it was so painful. Rory squealed and proclaimed that he couldn't possibly record on one of the sofas in this podcast studio, saying it was broken, (laughs) busted, it had borderline knives and daggers poking out of it. I sat down, it's fine. It was really comfortable, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he sat down on the other sofa instead, and the same squeal came out. So I'm I'm doing okay, but I've just let it be known. If the, the quality of my podcasting is a little weaker today, know that I'm going through some stuff. Rory is basically a World War II veteran for that and and we all know that he's a real trooper he puts up with a lot and uh, God truly gives his toughest battles to his most hungover soldiers (laughs) but as I say we all feel sorry for Rory uh, but it's not the topic of today's investigation nor are ancient Egyptian daddies we do have a brand new paranormal tale to dive into Rory Um, one that I think you'll really like Mm. because after five nay six years whatever it is of doing this paranormal life This is one of those that just, I can't believe it didn't come up sooner. You know what I mean? I love those. One of the ones that just slips through the crack, like Bigfoot. And we're going to get started with that case right after some quick words from today's sponsors. All right, Rory, I'd like to welcome you to 1970s Japan. It was an exciting age. At this point in time, the country is on the verge of becoming an economic powerhouse. 
engineering and manufacturing are on the rise, and a new and thought-provoking movement called feminism is sweeping the nation. Hmm. This is actually, as much as we love to go to Japan here on this paranormal life, you know, metaphorically through the power of story, of course. Yeah. Um, not physically. Uh, not yet. This is actually an era I don't know if either of us know anything about because as bona fide, pure-blooded 90s kids, that's really where all our references start is Japan of the 80s and 90s. We're talking Pikachu jumbo jets, <laughs> Beyblades spinning in the streets, um, all the kind of kawaii culture that we've come to know and love. Stuff that was uh, not necessarily existing in the same form. This is more of an old Japan. Yeah, well, I know famously for quite a number of years, Japan was quite a closed doors country, uh, not that accepting of um, of travelers and foreigners coming in. <laughs> right, for about a thousand years, I seem to remember. I think so, yeah. yeah. It wasn't just like a brief like period where they're like, ah, oh, just chill out for a second. They were like, right. no, we're done. We're done with the rest of the world for a long time. <laughs> Uh, so was this part of that time where they were kind of closed off? Uh, I don't know if it was that bad. It's a good question, though. I don't yeah. I don't know what their like tourism or immigration was at this point. But I think uh, it's definitely, you know, as I mentioned, getting to that real booming period of like the, the technology boom that made Japan, you know, the most powerful country in the world for a while. But that doesn't mean that things were all cherry blossoms and ramen soda. There was a darkness on the streets of Tokyo, and I'm not talking about the Yakuza or the disturbing price of strawberries. It was a paranormal darkness, a demonic presence. Ooh, okay, okay. On this particular night, it's raining, and a young woman is walking along a side street. She's got a surgical mask on, which, as we now know, is commonplace, even before COVID. 1700s, though? <laughs> no, this is the 1970s. Oh! Oh wait! Did you have you been saying that the whole time? Yes. I thought it was the 1700s. I was thinking like feudal lords and samurai with katana in hand. Sorry, I need a I need a mind shift now. I need a friggin'. I hope uh, I said it right. I, I hope shake, I said it right. I gotta shake that off. I would love if that hadn't been clarified. Yeah, they would have caused some really <laughs> yeah, fun. How, how long that would have gone on for? Some really fun problems later in the podcast. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm back in. I'm back in. The man approaching her along the alleyway barely even registers it as he scans her up and down with his eyes. He's struck by her beauty. She's a youthful, wide-eyed charm, almost magical. He can't help but watch as she draws closer. The man is dumbfounded when he realizes she's looking right back at him. Soon she slows down to talk to him while he looks around nervously and adjusts his collar. She speaks in a breathy, high-pitched voice that radiates innocence. She seems bashful as her expressive eyes only meet his for the briefest of seconds before she speaks. Excuse me, kind sir, may I ask, do you think I'm beautiful? Now he's even more taken aback. He doesn't know if this is legitimate or some kind of trick. Yeah. As a fuggo myself, I uh, <laughs> this is a sentiment I relate to. Uh, you know, someone talks to you in the street, man, woman or child, and they could be addressing me directly using my name and I'd be looking around like <laughs> Mr. Bean, like pointing at myself like, me? You're talking to me? Dude, a beautiful woman stops me on the street and starts trying to talk to me. I assume I am being filmed from the shadows for some sort of viral TikTok video. By Ashton Kutcher, yes. They're like, watch pig boy react to beautiful woman. <laughs> 
<laughs> watch this sewer man talk to a 10. That's That would be the viral caption. I'm getting pranked from somewhere. One of the fucking Paul brothers are in a tree somewhere with a camera pointing it at this ugly mug. And TikTok doesn't even exist at this point, and, and he's still <laughs> worried about that. He's like, he's worried about social media platforms that don't even exist yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, it's a, it's a strange question to have presented to you by a stranger. Yeah, just off rip in an alleyway by a complete stranger, a beautiful stranger. Mm. As I say, we won't get into too much detail, but our male friend is not exactly used to this kind of female attention, if you know what I'm saying. We won't go into the specifics. We won't talk about his... Right, out of shape. Out of shape aging. body. Yeah. Thinning hair. Bad posture. Triple chin. We won't, we won't talk about any of it because it's irrelevant. Like, for example, and I know you're going to have to put yourself in his shoes here, Rory, and I don't know if that's going to be hard for you, but uh, this is more of a face for podcasting, if you know what I mean. <laughs> He was, uh, let me just check the notes here. Average height, blonde hair, All right. bit of stubble. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad situation to be in to have a face for podcasting, but in the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> for a job that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like saying a medieval knight has a face for radio. It's like, he's just ugly then. There is not a job he can have that won't be showing his face. It hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, I've always felt that I have a face for which would actually make me pretty rich in the year 3100. But now, but in the, the age that I live in, I'm sadly broke. Back to our hunchback friend in the alleyway. His mind is running Hunchback through. friend, come on, now you're taking liberties. <laughs> She's not talking to Smeagol down in an alley in Kyoto. No, I'm This is a normal man. I'm having it up as a normal man, normal man. I guess what I'm trying to say is if I make him feel bad, I'll feel better about myself. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that so wrong? His mind is running through a million scenarios. Maybe she's into me. Or who knows, she could be a sex worker. God knows this street used to be known for that. Needless to say, he's overthinking it. So he speaks from the heart. He smiles and replies. If you want to say... Oh, don't make me him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who, who else is going to be him? I'm the beautiful woman. Okay, fine, Which I feel fine. like just suits my spirit. All right, just tell or me like the line. personality as a person. Tell me the line. So if you could say, <laughs> Doi. Okay, yes. <laughs> if you could say, my name's Rory, I eat poo-poo. Uh, yes, you're very pretty. Very pretty indeed. Okay. Yes, you're very pretty. Very pretty indeed. In an instant. Her eyes lose all the innocent sparkle he noticed a moment ago, replaced by a sinister glint that prompts a stabbing sensation of fear in his body. Oh, really? Her voice has an added sharpness all of a sudden. She raises her hands to her face and tugs at her mask. It falls away and the man cries out in shock. Oh! How about now? The skin beneath the mask has been sliced open grotesquely. Oh. Her wounds look painful and raw. They span from ear to ear and are oozing blood. My God, what happened to you? Tell me, am I beautiful now? The man's too frightened to think straight. He thought he was about to hit it off with Shouty. He hadn't expected to be accosted by the Japanese female Joker. 
Oh, I mean, uh, beauty's sort of subjective, isn't it? You know, your face not might might, might not be attractive to me personally, but I, I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who 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 might uh, might. As he speaks, she reaches down in her warm winter jacket. She pulls out a long pair of scissors and holds them tight in her hand. Oh no! Please have mercy! I, I didn't mean it! I. <gasps> she slashes at his face with such force that he crumples in an instant. He lies on the pavement, motionless and lifeless. She walks away into the night, slipping back into her medical mask. That's one hell of a mask. But hiding all that. <laughs> it's a daft punk helmet. <laughs> she turns the corner onto the main street and disappears into the crowd. The demon of the streets of Japan has claimed another victim and will continue to do so for the rest of time. Close book and <laughs> story time is over. <laughs> uh, Jesus, wow. All right, so we're talking about some sort of mythological paranormal uh, creature masquerading as uh, an innocent woman. As shouty. As shouty. Uh, does this creature have a name? This thing, Rory, is known as Kuchisake Onna, a.k.a. the Slit-Mouthed Lady. Oh, God, that's a terrible name for a creature. Uh, Rory, what are you doing in this situation? Well, hey, we, we live in London right now, which means there could be a woman uh, holding a crying baby running out of a burning house uh -huh. asking for your help. You just put your AirPods in and keep on walking, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you you learn in this city, you don't talk to strangers. Right. You mind your own business because most of the time you're either going to get mugged or they're going to try and get money out of you. That's kind of what... It's like when you first go to New York City. Everyone has this one time. They take the mixtape. They take it. <laughs> everyone ha everyone does it once. Everyone does it once, takes the CD, takes the mixtape, takes, it's probably like a thumb drive now or yeah, something. You're, you're like, oh, huh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank like, you so much. This sounds really great. Yeah. It's, and, they're, and they're like, hey, don't even, uh, I'm not even going to charge you for it. I'm just an independent artist here. I'm just trying to make a bit, of, make a bit, of, just make a name for myself, you know? And you're like, hey, if it's free, I'll support it. Yeah. I can't wait to check it out. And you're like, well, the CD costs something. The CD costs something, so you got to give me something. You're already like, <laughs> I'm in too deep already. This is getting bad. If you're a country bumpkin who isn't aware of how this usually plays out, you end up giving them money and the CD's blank. There's not a goddamn <laughs> song on it. He'll he pay $15 for a blank disc. He'll tell you a sob story about how his whole family died in a fire. He wrote every song about <laughs> them. There'll be a great story to, yeah. to writing this album, uh, but it is a blank CD. So unfortunately, you know, as city boys, uh, I don't have a lot of conversations with strangers on the street. Uh, so if someone walks up to me and asks, Hey, am, am I beautiful? I yeah, even, I'm yeah, not even yeah, looking yeah, yeah. at you. And that's for, uh, as we discussed, TikTok related reasons. Oh my God. I was on the main street here in London the other day and I saw two groups of people going around with like cameras and microphones, like walking up to people trying to film little Jesus. bits. And I was like, Oh my God. It, it's real. I thought, it's real. Cause I've, I've seen the memes that that's like a thing in New York. I didn't know it was happening here too. Yeah. It's crazy. How much do you pay for rent in London? It's like, get out of my face, yeah. you little bastard. So this isn't something that would necessarily happen to me, but I'm running. I'm going to run. It's a great point uh, that you brought up, Rory. Obviously, to be here right now to record this podcast, I am in London. 
where I don't live anymore. And I was thinking about this exact thing just yesterday, whenever I arrived, that I was like, you you find yourself, you slip back into city mode because I was in city mode for years. You know, now I'm into country bumpkin mode, usually when I'm at home. Uh, but I find myself slipping back into city mode. It's exactly what you say. It's like head down, don't look at anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know people probably think we're being dramatic, but it, most people know what we mean. It's like, there's a lot of stuff happening everywhere and you're going to have a quieter and safer life if you just ignore most of it and keep keep it moving. Uh, now, I will say that is that, that is based on street interactions. I literally did have a girl once, no joke, come over to me uh, in a bar and say, do you think I'm attractive? Oh, no. Literally, word for Where word. Where was that? Uh, this was a few years after university. Okay. Yeah. And how did it the go? The rest of the night is classified, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I, I said I got my ass smashed? <laughs> It's a lot to do with that. When I say a few years after university, I mean last weekend <laughs> at Big Bear, California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, that's less relevant to this case. But what I was going to say was, I never thought about it before, but um, those rules, those tenets, those belief systems of city life are pretty applicable to the paranormal too. If you're hiking in the Pacific Northwest and you see Bigfoot Tarzan style just swing <laughs> from tree to tree, just Head down, keep hood up, walking, keep yeah. it moving. Don't buy his mixtape. <laughs> well, you might have noticed that in, in our opening story today, there weren't too many specifics going on. We didn't learn anybody's names. We didn't hone in on even a really particular time or location. Rory, I think you know what that means. This story bears all the hallmarks of an urban legend. Sure. But... If this urban legend had originated, say, a week ago on Reddit, we wouldn't be spending this much time talking about it. But this legend goes much deeper than that and has been known all across Japan, going back not 20 years or 50 years, but hundreds and hundreds of years. Whoa. It's our job to get to the bottom of it. And like all good legends, there is an origin story to uncover. Hell yeah, let's dive in. This story all began in Japan, but much further back in time. It's somewhere in the region of 1,000 years. What? The Heian period is a peaceful era in Japan. That's what the name Heian literally translates to, peace. China was taking somewhat of a break from meddling in the country's affairs for a bit. I believe uh, the emperor at that time was um, Andre 3000. <laughs> the hey period hey terrible joke I, I had to get it out of my system <laughs> I apologize <laughs> that is the dadification of Rory happening in real time <laughs> dad jokes galore this period actually established Kyoto as the capital of Japan because Kyoto used to be called Heian Kyo Tokyo actually only became the capital about 150 years ago. Not everyone knows that. And guys, did you hear the way Kit said Tokyo? We know our shit, all right? <laughs> we've studied Japanese. We've both been there. That's right. Tokyo. Don't make me go Tokyo on, on your ass <laughs> to flex the Japanese knowledge. Uh, Rory, let's quickly test your Japanese history. Uh -oh. Yeah. As I mentioned, Tokyo has been uh, capital for the last 150 years. Sure. Before that, Kyoto, aka sure. Heian Kyo. Do you know where the capital was before Kyoto? Hmm. 
Is it a popular place that I would know? Yes, it's not a trick question. Is it, it was it Hokkaido? It was not. I'll give you one more guess. Uh, Osaka? Nara. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, right? It's kind of weird. Uh, Nara, if people aren't aware, it's uh, most famous for being a place where the city is 100% deers. There's deers yep. everywhere. They're completely kind of uh, domesticated and they... It's cute as shit. They know how to buy for food. Yeah. They'll come up to you and they'll buy like a, you know, like like a Japanese person would, I guess, mm-hmm. but in exchange for snacks. It's a good system. Well, I a- tried to teach the same thing to my hamster, Terry, but uh, he's he's not very humble. He, he will not bow. It may be <laughs> he, that he his- won't bend the knee to Rory. <laughs> it, I don't know a lot also about hamster and anatomy. It could be that his spine renders it impossible. Um, but uh, that little fucker stands tall and proud anytime I try and give him food. I, I actually kind of respect him for it. I actually don't know anything about hamsters or uh, guinea pigs. They were not a pet that I was allowed growing up. Mm -hmm. God knows I asked for it, but God knows I didn't get it. Um, But all I ever heard from people was that those motherfuckers would die within about two days of usually fright, (laughs) loud noises, anything like that. Yeah, they are creatures that do not want to be alive. Yeah. There's very delicate systems in which they can be alive. I think when I got mine, it was like, it's like, hey, you don't want to get just one because they get lonely and they'll kill themselves. <laughs> it's like, you want to get two. And it's like, but make sure that they're comfortable with each other because they'll eat each other if they're not happy. And it's like, all right, uh, well, I guess I'll get these two because they're brother and sister. So that might work. They grew up together. And it's like, yeah, that should be fine. They might try and fuck each other or eat each other. We don't know. It's like, oh, I don't want them then. Give me a goldfish. Give me a goldfish. That sounds a lot easier. It's because as a kid, you're like, me want fluffy thing. Yeah, a cute little but but the thing. guy at the pet shop is like, yeah, just because it's fluffy and just because it's unbelievably cute doesn't mean it's a good pet. And it's like, even as a kid, you're just like, all right, all right, chief. I think I know fluffy things when I see them. I think I'm gonna like hamsters actually. Yeah, they bite too. They got a strong little bite. Needless to say, I did not have Cosmo and Wanda for very long. I instead, for some reason, was allowed a newt called Godzilla. <laughs> Getting back to ancient Japan. Well, on account of all this peace, people are managing to get some well-earned time to chill, making art and writing poetry, and generally revolutionizing Japanese culture. In fact, because quite so many people are lounging around being creative, crime is now on the rise. Towards the end of the Heian period, a new protective force is brewing. Samurai are suddenly available for private hire. Rich landowners across the nation can now pay for their very own security detail to protect their shit from criminals. Mm. It goes without saying that samurai are tough cookies. They train to be indifferent to pain and display unwavering loyalty to their commander. In society, they're granted special privileges, such as being permitted to carry not one but two swords, and they also have a 007 style license to kill anyone of lower status than themselves. A badass. It kind of is, I agree. I know with young people today, it's cool to say, uh, a cab, all cops are bastards, but I feel like everyone's got a soft spot for samurais. It's like, I guess they were just cops, but, uh, yeah, but, but they were a lot more romantic. <laughs> yeah. The swords, the armor, <laughs> they had the yeah. cool dresses, the swords, the hairstyles. Mm-hmm. There's one particular samurai whose name has been lost to history. He has a stunningly beautiful wife, 
She was so beautiful, she kind of spent all her time working on her looks, dressing prettily and wearing nice makeup. Some called her vain, but she was certain they were all just jealous. But despite marrying a samurai, she doesn't exactly hold herself to the same tenets of loyalty as the samurai do, because soon she starts having an affair. Which, by the way, if you are the poor SOB that she started dating and you thought she was single, boy are you in trouble when it turns out she's <laughs> married to a Heian-era samurai who owns multiple swords and has a license to kill. That's like matching with someone on Tinder and it turns out they're married to Conor McGregor. <laughs> Can you imagine just being like, uh, hooking up with this beautiful girl one night and you just hear the door open downstairs. Oh, I was What the f*** was that? Oh, you gotta go. It's my f***ing samurai husband. He, he doesn't know you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Sweetie, I'm just, uh, I'm coming upstairs, but I'm just sharpening my blades <laughs> for a while before bed. <laughs> you're gonna get stabbed. There's you're, no way, there's no way out of this. Down. There's you no are way going out of down. You are going down. It wasn't long until the affair was discovered. Uh, quick courtesy content warning. You might be able to tell that there's a bit of violence coming in this legend. Nothing crazy, but it's part of the story. So fast forward if you don't want to hear that. Well, they've already heard the story of me getting my ass blown out. So they've heard a bit of violence. <laughs> it wasn't, quote, blown out. <laughs> they've you, already heard. You fell on it. You fell on it. And it sounds, you have to know that it doesn't sound good if you if you say that. All I'm saying is destroyed that's all i'm gonna say if i had to choose one word obliterated <laughs> obliterated <gasps> what's this what are you doing with him what does he have that i don't have i'm a little badass samurai i will not tolerate this insubordination in the blink of an eye he's unsheathed his sword he holds it to her throat as she gasps for air he pauses to take in her soft skin and lips and her twinkling eyes your beauty will never hoodwink another. I can promise you that. And with that, he cuts her mouth with his blade. Ugh. She falls down in pain. Before she takes her final breath, he bends down and says, Besides, who will think you're beautiful now? <laughs> Do you think the dude is just like, I'm going to dip? Uh, you guys seem like you got a lot going on. I'm actually gonna peace out. I just you're, you're he was at the <laughs> toilet this whole time. Comes up, whoa, yeah. <laughs> mamma mia! Yeah, <laughs> he walks back in. Mary, you're out of Gatorade. You mind if I? <laughs> oh, <laughs> who will think you're beautiful? I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. You're standing on my shirt. Do you mind if I just? He's gonna take that real quick, and I'm gonna dip. Rory, I don't take pleasure in telling that story, but this is the tale behind the phantom known as Kuchisake Onna. Oh, this is sad. This is a lot sadder than I thought it was going to be. Whilst it's clearly, on a surface level, a grim and cautionary legend of domestic violence, many across Japan are convinced that it's real and that the murdered wife has returned in demonic form to terrorize modern Japan. Feels kind of weird that she is the one that is having to suffer the curse of wandering the earth, asking people if she's pretty. Seems like this dude should have had something inflicted upon him. <laughs> yeah, I think that is our modern enlightened ways speaking, uh, <laughs> because I think, honestly, for probably most of those thousand years, 
people were telling the story like, hell yeah. You should be like, can you believe she did this? <laughs> That's what cheaters deserve, bro. Jesus. Yeah. It was a time when men were carrying around swords. It was it was a lot more of a violent um, kind of vengeful time. Now, Rory, have you heard of this phantom? Never. Never. Maybe I've seen the name pop up now and again, but uh, I didn't really know anything about it. I definitely didn't know this weird, creepy-ass backstory. Well, Rory, that probably puts you in a similar place to many of our listeners. We are going to get into exactly how the Slipmouth Lady operates and get to the bottom of this case right after some words from today's sponsors. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a life therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Okay, we're back and talking about the Kuchisake Onna, a.k.a. the Slit Mouth Lady. Um, and I was interested to see whether you had heard of it. Um, I certainly hadn't heard the Japanese name, uh, but I believe I've seen at least, like, artist interpretations of this thing uh, or just some sort of reference in pop culture to it. You know, woman with the medical mask and a horrible right. Joker-style Chelsea grin underneath. Yeah, yeah. Why did she kill the guy in the first story? He said that she was good-looking. Rory, we're, we're about to get into it. There is a whole game she plays. She's playing a game. This, <laughs> okay, is, this okay. is NBA 2K to her. I think it's understandable also if she just hates men at this point. Yeah, that's kind of fair. Thankfully or not thankfully, I'm not sure which, there have been enough sightings and encounters that we know exactly how this whole interaction goes down. Let me set the scene. She appears to people traveling alone at night. She wears a surgical mask and approaches men to ask, Watashi kide? Am I pretty? And Rory, the f***ed up thing is, if this actually happened to you, you would know enough Japanese to get sucked in. Oh, shit. <laughs> so what would you say back to her? 
What if I th- if she's saying a if she if she said watashi kude? Uh, I would say toilet wa doko desu ka, and then walk away very abruptly. Rory would say, "Where is the toilet?" and run away. Yeah, Rory, that might work. Let's let's see. So if the man in question says no, she whips out her scissors to kill them, or at least mess up their face. Okay, that's option number one. Get killed by scissors. If you say no, if I say yes, if like the gentleman we heard about earlier, if you answer yes, then stage two begins. Uh, Stage two sounds a lot like stage one. She drops the mask and asks again. All right. (laughs) Kore demo. How about now? Sounds like I'm going to get scissored either way. If you say no this time, it's stab time. Okay. And if I say yes, but even answering yes (laughs) is no guarantee of safety. If you say you think she's still pretty, you aren't out of the woods yet. Because if you remember our guy in the first story, he actually pretty much said no. Yeah, he, he was yeah, like, oh, he was not like, to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Now, she might let you walk away from the encounter at this point, but there's every chance she'll follow you home. <laughs> now, if you manage to make it inside quickly enough, you'll be fine. But if she gets to you before you get to open the door and go inside... Game over. I know you're trying to like explain the rules of this, but it sounds like there are no rules. She makes up her mind on the spot, depending on what mood she's in. It's not like following a formula or a spreadsheet. It's like you could say no and she'll kill you. And if you say yes, she might let you go. Depends on the mood she's in. She might still kill you. <laughs> well, what we know is that <laughs> saying no guarantees death. Is there some sort of keyword activation word? Is she like fucking Rumpelstiltskin? If I say her name three times, does she dissolve or something? You know, is there, is, there, is there a way to survive it? What if I have a pair of scissors? What if I have a rock? Rock beats scissors. Well, I'm glad you asked. There are some, as it turns out, quote unquote, cheat codes for survival. This is what I want. She hates hair gel. <laughs> So if you if you grease that shit up, you know, like Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, you might survive. I use oil, like nice smelling hair oil. Does that Stabbed. count? Okay. <laughs> She's not bothered by that. You're getting scissored to death, brother. There's something about the the old fashioned hair gel. Mm, okay. Um, it's also said that you should invest in a bag of Beko Ame, hard candy, as many believe that you can get rid of her with just giving her a sweet. Okay, some sort of like offering, yeah, like an a offering. tribute. Oh, all right. But if we're going back to our game and the and, and the kind of best practice, apparently the best chance of survival is when she asks if she's pretty, you say yes. Then when she reveals her face and says, how about now? You're supposed to act casual and say, um, you're okay, fairly average, I'd say. They can't be right. She'll be so confused that you'll have just enough time to run. Okay, so run. Running is the option. (laughs) Uh, This is my favorite one for trying to avoid the Kuchisake Onna. Allegedly, because she goes so far back in time, like a thousand years or whatever, it's believed that she's an old ghost with old school strong values. So even though she's a demon, it's said that you can get away from her simply by 
telling her that you have a prior engagement to attend. Ah, oh, I see. You, that you mustn't stand around talking, I guess, that you have to go. Her manners are so good that she will let you go without delay. Well, they're not. Her manners aren't that good, are they? Because <laughs> she's fucking scissoring people to death. Yeah, well, that, that's how they did it back in the old days, you know? If you were honorable and you were uh, polite, yeah. people would treat you like royalty. But if you step one foot wrong, a samurai would decapitate you. But, I mean, her her husband was a dickhead samurai, a man of mm-hmm. alleged honor. You'd think that she would she would hate that kind of stuff. She would be against it. But this is where we get into the paranormal element of it all, Rory. I mean, this is... We're calling her a demon, fair enough, because she apparently looks just like a regular human woman. But... Maybe this is some kind of unthinking, ghostly spirit. Right, maybe we're giving it... to just repeat history over and over and over again. Yeah, we might be giving it too much credit as a sentient being making yeah. choices. This could just be a curse living in a creature. Exactly right. I will say the final way that you can allegedly confuse her is when she asks <laughs> If you think she's pretty, you say, forget that. Do you think I'm pretty? Ah. Again, buying you just enough time to flee. To run. So running is still the option, yeah. <laughs> so it's basically like, I don't know, like I feel like you could just do it. Like you could just show her a fidget spinner and that would buy you just enough time to run. Like you could do anything. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to follow these like rhythms and patterns and secret questions. Show her an iPad. Like a six-year-old. Bring up a fucking Toy Story 2 on an iPad and that will give you just enough time to run. <laughs> Right, have we ever come across such a paranormal entity, you know, this kind of like paranormal being, you know, like in, isn't it like Monty Python, the Holy Grail, like you must answer the three riddles in order to pass to cross the some bridge, kind of yeah. strange magical entity? I don't think so. Not that I can think of, uh, especially not one with where the instructions are that specific. Can you think of any? I mean, yeah, normally like ghosts and everything don't even interact at all. They're just kind of seen but not heard where she's like, she's straight up like uh, catfishing motherfuckers out in the streets. Yeah. Is there a 21st century Kuchisake Ona who's on Tinder right now trying to lure (laughs) men? And like if she asks them on iMessage if they think she's pretty and then if so, she like, I don't know, hacks their bank account or something. (laughs) Uh, I think I've definitely matched with a few people on Tinder before who I wish I was smart enough to know running was the best option (laughs) in hindsight. (laughs) But I don't know if we've ever investigated. I mean, we've investigated a lot of other creatures in Japanese uh, mythology. I believe uh, believe the the Jiki Ninki. I think they're Japanese. The flesh-eating demons Mm -hmm. and, uh, and a few others, but not ones with this elaborate a backstory. It definitely is a little bit unique in that respect. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. We know that Japanese legend and lore is completely rife with, it's famous for being full of these kinds of creatures, um, lots of which we actually don't know that much about because all the information is out there in Japanese. The yokai, I believe it yeah. is. The Japanese demons. Uh, and for that reason, this has been a bit of a tricky little case to research There's kind of lots of information, but like many urban legend style paranormal tales, quite little in the way of specific encounters. So what you're saying is to fully investigate this case, we are going to have to fly to Japan, 
Go to all of the huh. hostess clubs, maid cafes, and new room massage parlors that <laughs> we can Christ. to try and get some firsthand evidence of this creature existing. So, yeah, what you're saying is R- Rory-san needs to get drunk <laughs> in Rapongi district and <laughs> chat to as many young women as he can, which is, by the way, just a standard Saturday night out for Rory anyway. <laughs> How do you say broken ass in Japanese? I, I need to give them a heads up. Hey, I like the attitude, that willingness to just get uh, on the ground and get down and dirty. Um, not like that. Um, <laughs> but whilst the history books aren't full of specific encounters, it really all took off in 1979, the year that Kuchisake Onna panic swept the nation. Suddenly, she was more interested in approaching children than fully grown men. She asked the same questions and cut up the faces of those who screamed at her appearance. Yikes. An elderly woman in Yautzu in Gifu Prefecture was an eyewitness to the slip-mouthed lady. She reported to police that she'd seen a young woman with a gaping slashed mouth hiding in a shadowy corner of a public garden and approaching lone children. Oh, I mean, definitely in the right to call the police. Paranormal or (laughs) not. Paranormal or not. (laughs) Agreed. Teachers and parents were also worried. They conducted patrols and made their children walk around town in groups if their parents weren't available to bring them home. The story made it into the papers and it became a bit of a sensation. Uh, Kids were swapping stories and embellishing the details. Almost immediately, the whole thing got written off as a mass hysteria. But not too long ago, some new evidence did come to light. In 2007, a coroner uncovered records of a woman terrorizing children in the 70s. Allegedly, she'd been a victim of a suspected car accident because she had facial disfigurements. Whether this is an account of the long-dead demon wife of the samurai, or just a person who was in a car accident, remains to be seen. Yeah, I don't want to say one is slightly more plausible than the other, but I think if we repeat that sentence again, uh, one of those options is going to stand out more than the other. Yeah, do you think this is maybe possible that it's a life-imitating art type situation of there's a woman who had, you know... Her mouth was all cut up uh, from a real-life car accident, and she also happened to be harassing children one day. Um, yeah. You know, stranger things have happened that... Harassing's a big word, too. Was she just talking to these kids? And then the kids were scared, naturally. Yeah, genuinely, yeah. But stranger things have definitely happened than something like that happening, and then the kids being like, I've heard the legends about this lady. Like, it's real. Yeah. It's, it's like... It's like a, a kid today playing the Slenderman games. Yeah. And then uh, one day somebody's uh, seven foot two <laughs> an, uncle comes to NBA pick him up. A player in a suit <laughs> yeah. comes up to ask them what time it is. And they're they're like, going to scream. Exactly. These kids are going to freak out. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the place we find ourselves, Rory. This is one that, you know, is very geographically, physically far from where we live in our lives and the stories we've grown up with. So it's almost hard to put ourselves in the shoes of these people and understand just how literal their belief in this demon is. You know, we have some eyewitness testimony, some amount of kind of interesting panic happening in the newspapers in the 70s, and allegedly a story of at least one woman being spotted or found by the coroner, um that was connected to scaring children but 
can we really connect that with the original slipmouth lady, the woman who was murdered by her samurai husband a thousand years ago? I mean, based on the stories, it seems like it's incredibly hard to have an encounter with this person and, and not walk away yeah, and not walk away with your mouth scissored in half. Right. So if all of these people are claiming that they've seen the woman, claiming they've had encounters with her, you'd know. You'd know, because these people would be like spaghetti walking down the hallway. <laughs> that you you would be able to tell if they actually had a real encounter with right. the woman. Right. They either met Wolverine or Kuchisake Ona. So for people to say they've seen them and yet we actually don't have anyone who's like yeah, I saw her. Look at my face. Because she cuts them up, right? Isn't that the idea? Or she just yeah. kills them? Yeah, uh, she cuts them up. And if they die, they die. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's a stronger... Indi- you know, this isn't just like a shadowy figure that says like, um, Ooh, be a better person or, <laughs> right. or something. I don't know, warns you or something like that. You'll know. You'll know if someone actually had an encounter with this creature. This is like, imagine if if Bigfoot was known for walking up to people, asking if he was hot or not, and whatever you said, regardless, he beat you. A lot more people would have convincing Bigfoot evidence. Because Bigfoot right now, all he does is kind of walk through the trees, hide in the shadows. Right. If, if he had a butterfly knife, we'd be hearing a lot more Bigfoot stories. Or if he branded people if he bent you over and branded your butt like cattle we would have a lot of physical evidence as to whether or not bigfoot exists because if you're telling me you saw him you gotta show the mark brother show show us the mark (laughs) drop your trousers and bend over (laughs) if you're saying you saw bigfoot this is the trouble with anything that borders on urban legend it just makes our jobs as paranormal investigators that much harder when at the end of an episode, like today, we have to decide whether our paranormal case is real or not. Rory, in the case of Kuchisake Onna, the slipmouth lady of ancient and modern Japan, what do you think today? You say it makes our job harder. I say it makes our job a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, okay, it makes Kit's job harder to convince <laughs> the masses that it's real. Look, this is a pretty fantastical tale, born out of folklore, born out of urban legends. Uh, but I, I think if we're talking about whether or not this creature actually exists, we need more evidence. We need more photographs, videos, firsthand testimonies. Um, and until we get those, I say this story is as two-dimensional as the creature itself. Uh, I think it's going to be a no from me this week. Rats, Rory. I guess it's a double no today on this particular case. It's just something we don't have enough evidence for. Um, Bloody hell. Uh, You know, I do love covering stories in this part of the world. We do run into some of the same problems, just with a a lack of kind of first-hand evidence because of the language barrier and everything. But it doesn't mean we're not going to keep trying and look into more of those, what do you call them, yakoi? Uh, yokai. 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 Uh, Japanese um, demons and spirits. Um, but hope you enjoyed this uh, trip down Japanese memory lane um, to look into this particular demon anyway. I believe we have some listeners in Japan. So if you have any firsthand uh, experiences. We do? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, we definitely do. Uh, so if you have any first-hand experiences or just a spare room that uh, your boy Rory or Kit can <laughs> okay, crash see in where you're going. while we do some first-hand research, uh, let us know. 
Let us know. Get in touch at this paranormal Don't life podcast. Rory stay. At He's going to be at those hostess clubs until 4 a.m. every <laughs> night. <laughs> Just me, 3 a.m., cat ears on my head, <laughs> faded off of sake. They say the legends are that she she has she has guys if uh if if she if if they think she's pretty. Do you think I'm pretty? Do you think I'm pretty? We're closed. We're closed. <laughs> we know the whole point is to like get you to drink and spend money, but we're we're finally we've had enough. <laughs> the woman behind the desk is like, this is a bus station. This is a bus station. This this isn't a cafe. You bought sake at a 7-Eleven yeah. and you've been here in cat ears since yesterday. You have to go home. <laughs> Thank you, of course, to Amy Grisdale for researching this case and to Louis Blatherwick for editing it. Uh, God, Rory, we're uh, we're not starting the new year with quite the bang we're hoping in terms of double yeses. Sure, sure. But, you know, over on Patreon, we did have a double yes not that long ago. Did we? I think, uh, right, the one you keep bringing up, the Ogopogo. Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Yes. Sorry, I'm not selling it. Oh, boy, did we. So what I'm saying is if you've listened to every single episode of This Paranormal Life, but not the bonus ones, there is, you know, if you're having a down day someday, if you're just having one of those days and you all you need to get you through is a Kitten Rory double yes. A little drop, a little drop of that it, yes. It's on demand over there at patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. Yeah. Uh, check out the episode about Ogopogo. I'll also say we don't even usually come down on conclusions in bonus episodes. This case was so goddamn convincing <laughs> that we forced ourselves to do it just so we could say double yes. That's actually very true. I guess when you look at it that way, yeah, the bonus episodes are more successful than the main ones because <laughs> if you never give it a double no at the end, then uh, they're all yeses in my mind, baby. Um, it's true, though, over at Patreon, we got... Um, uh, tell them, Roy. Tell them what we got. Oh, you kind of put me under the spotlight here. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly a little shook. Uh, shit. Is, it, is it your ass? You're cradling your ass like it's hurting again. Well, I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, it's it's throbbing like a sore thumb okay, i feel well, like a sorry we could just wrap up i feel this. like a bumblebee that's just stung somebody <laughs> so you're gonna die i'm gonna die any second now brother and i didn't make enough honey in this lifetime let me tell you let me tell you i'm begging for just a few more days <laughs> i have no queen and no honey <laughs> that's where i'm at i'll tell you that much <laughs> no queen no honey and i can't afford a hive <laughs> We have a ton of stuff over on Patreon. So much, so much shit over there. It's 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 crazy. It's gonna blow your mind. Tell me, to ask me to ask me about one thing that we have on Patreon. I'll tell you frantic. about it. Uh, ask me about one thing that I have on Patreon. The after parties. No, ask me. I said, ask me about what we have on Patreon, and I'll tell you. I was hoping you might say tell it. us about the after. Party. No, don't say say it. Just ask me. What what do we have over on Patreon? The after parties. That, that was my what was what I was what I was gonna say, but okay. then you frazzled me. What are the after parties about? I don't know, man. I'm my ass hurts. We're gonna so get you some painkillers. It's fine. We don't we don't have to like limp through. <laughs> um, I guess we gotta wrap this up because Rory is fading away before my very eyes. We need to bring him to A and E. Honestly, it's definitely broken. I'm good. I, I, I'll be okay. I once I had a similar injury when I was about 15 years old. It was a skateboarding injury. Uh where I fell directly onto my tailbone and uh, I couldn't shit for like two weeks. <laughs> that is too much information. <laughs> that is too much. You have to know that's too much. It wasn't the actual process of shitting. It was just the amount of time it took me to sit on a toilet. It was like a 45 minute process. 
I had to be eased in. You're lucky you didn't die that time <laughs> from not going to the toilet. My God, patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life for content that makes much more sense than what you're listening to right now. But you know what? There are also other tiers on Patreon where you can get, sure, bonus episodes, sure, after parties, um, even a limited edition Night of the Commune collector's coin. And uh, Ask me about what else we got. Go on, ask me. Ask me one other thing about what else we got. What's the one other thing you can get at patreon.com? The coin. I said the the coin. coin. You already said the coin? Yes. I totally like that. There's one more, and we talk about it at the end of the episode. The after party. We've said Every, that. We've we talked said about the that. after party? Yeah, when did we say the after party? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because you keep not... I keep teeing you up. We'll you know say it what? at the same time. Let, do you know what? Let's, Let's say it on three. You ready? Right. A one, a two, a, a three. three. A the Shout coin. Out. How could you think we was going to say the coin? We said we the coin too? At the end of an episode, we like to shout out those who uh, have supported us. We've only got a couple. We've only got a couple. Because we caught up. Because we caught up, finally. finally. Um, so we're going to shout out those who supported us this month on Patreon. We're going to roast you. We're going to roast you, motherfuckers. We're not. Here we go. Thanks to Juliet Muldoon. Juliet, are you looking for a Romeo? Because uh, I would like to offer the This Paranormal Life commune. There's a number of eligible uh, bachelors. Yeah. Um, now... Between you and me, Juliet, they are not really Romeo material. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're talking, these guys haven't heard of soap uh, for the most part. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, that's mostly because there is a soap shortage in the commune, but um, I'm getting they're, distracted. They're fixer-uppers. They're great guys. They're fixer-uppers. Great guys. You, you, you have fun investing in them, cleaning them up. They're like an old broken down house, you know? So. And all their asses are broken. <laughs> So there is going to be a bit of fixing upping to do, Juliet. Thanks also to Alexandra Powell. Alexandra Powell, actually one of my my family members I haven't talked to in a while. Oh wow! Uh, I was originally part of the Powell family, uh, but we were—I uh, don't know how to put this politely—snake oil salesmen. Uh, we would go town okay, to town selling sense. potions that didn't work. They were borderline poison. Uh, so half you the admit family they didn't work. I can admit it now because it's, you know, statute of limitations and everything like that. So I originally came from the Powells, but we had to change our name and move town a series of times to try and uh, make sure that we weren't being hunted. So great to great to keep in touch with a member of the old family. Don't try any scams on us, please. No, I, I, I'm too gullible. Thank you. Lastly, today to Zeke Rowe. Zeke Rowe is like Skid Row, but on planet Serpo. Uh, it's kind of like a, a downtown see. LA neighborhood style situation. Yeah. In uh, but specifically for the planet full of Ebens, Planet Serpo. Lots of cool, kind of like an intergalactic uh, street party, biker gangs. Yeah, hanging out, swapping stories. I like it. I think we should set up maybe Zeke Row in the commune. That would be cool. We could get some Serpo food delicacy kind of trucks set up. Create a whole kind of kind of thing granted a lot of that is poisonous to humans but you know we'll we'll, we'll look into it uh thanks zeke Rowe for sponsoring the podcast of course thank you to everyone we've shouted out today we'll be back with more shout outs uh next week and thank you for tuning in hope you enjoyed this investigation uh into all things 1970s japan we'll be back next tuesday with a brand new paranormal tale we'll be back on friday over on patreon with the after party and, and later this month for a bonus episode. Until then, remember to live fast, investigate, investigate and die young, baby. baby. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.